Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman alongside my colleague Ryan O'Halloran calling into the studio by phone. And Ryan, plenty to address on the show here today. And uh, we'll start out with just a, a general recap of Broncos free agency so far. Hey, last week on the pod, you gave the Broncos a B plus. Uh, do you stand by that and, and give us some quick analysis on all their moves? Well, uh, you know, the B-plus, I think that was pre-Melvin Gordon. Right. Uh, I'd probably give them, a, I'd probably move their grade down a little bit. Um, I'll get to the Gordon thing in a minute. I just didn't get it. But, you know, going into free agency, I thought the Broncos had the financial flexibility for two big money additions. Well, they actually had room for three. Uh, A.J. Boye from Jacksonville via trade. Then they signed Grant Glasgow to play right guard. And then the one that sort of came out of nowhere was the trade for the Titans defensive tackle, Jarrell Casey. The smart part for these guys, um, Boye and, and Casey, is you know, after this year they can be moved on pretty easily. So it's not like they, the Broncos put themselves in some uh, cap problems for the future years by having a large payroll this year. But, um, you know, if this doesn't wreak receiver in the first round, then we're I'm totally misreading the tea leaves because going in, okay, got to address corner, defensive line. Uh, they felt they needed to address running back, backup quarterback uh, with Driscoll. So the Driscoll thing is two years, five million. He only has eight starts, so it's obviously he's obviously had some support with Pat Shermer, although they've never worked together. And then Nick Vanette, the tight end. Um, you know, be interested to see what that means for Jeff Hireman. Uh, but overall, I think that the Broncos checked a lot of boxes, did not go crazy with uh, spending, like, absorbing money on players, except for maybe Gordon. So I thought they had a pretty decent week, but still a long way to go. Yeah, to uh, recap, as Ryan mentioned, many of these names, A.J. Bouye uh, coming over via trade from Jacksonville, Jarrell Casey coming over via trade from the Titans, Graham Glasgow, versatile lineman, hole project to start at right guard in place of the departed Ron Leary. Uh, he's a versatile guy. that They brought him in via free agency, was with the Lions. As Ryan mentioned, the, the Gordon contract that just went down. Uh, Nick Vanette providing some tight end depth, and Jeff Driscoll, some backup quarterback intrigue as well. So uh, obviously Justin Simmons coming back too with that franchise tag. We, we spoke at length about that on last week's show. But, Ryan, you also look at some of the players uh, that the Broncos lost. Connor McGovern, Will Parks, and Chris Harris. Chris Harris staying within the division, going to the Chargers. So uh, Broncos will be seeing him a couple times this next this upcoming season. But who do you think they'll miss the most? I mean, in my eyes, uh, I don't think it's Chris Harris because of the, the Bouye trade and because of the tea leaves indicating this was 2019 was his last season anyway. But Connor McGovern, I thought he might stick around. Uh, Broncos couldn't match what the Jets had to offer. And Will Parks, he lands in hometown Philly. Uh, I was surprised on that. I think he might be the biggest miss going into this next season for the Broncos, just in terms of his versatility and the way he fit into Vic Fangio's secondary. Yeah, good point on Parks. Uh, I'll start with McGovern uh, because when they let Chris Harris walk, they had A.J. Boye already in the fold. You know, with McGovern right now, their starting center is Patrick Morris or a draft pick to be determined. And it looks like financially they went into this saying, hey, they're going to pay a center or they're going to pay a right guard. They're not going to pay for both. 
once they're able to once they're able to get Glasgow locked up on a four year forty four million dollar contract, you know they moved on from McGovern, who signed with the Jets and got the money nine million a year that uh, maybe a lot of people thought maybe he wouldn't be able to get. Um, on Parks, um, you know one point six million. You know the hue and cry. You know our friends from the Denver media mafia. I can't. We remiss Kyle if I don't mention them. Um, they were, you know, making him out to be a Hall of Famer. Will's a great guy. He would have a nice fit in his defense, but the fact he signed for $1.6 million in Philly means he wasn't in the Broncos' plans, period. End of story. They thought differently of him than other people did. So, um, you know, Will have a chance to hit the market again next year if he has a good year, but um, if you had to rank him, I'd say McGovern 1, Harris 2, Parks 3. As you mentioned, McGovern, three years, 27 mil. He uh, tweeted his excitement to be headed to the Jets uh, nation out there. So best of luck to him. He's also a good guy and a good quote as well as far as those offensive linemen come. First in Orange podcast here, Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran uh, talking Broncos free agency. And speaking of Broncos free agency, a couple guys from t- the 2019 roster, Derek Wolf and Shelby Harris, uh, we don't expect them back on the 2020 Broncos D-line, especially with the Drell Casey move, Mike Purcell getting tendered. Uh, obviously, they, they got a little bit of depth with, with some other guys, uh, Demarcus Walker included, up on that D-line. But are you surprised, Ryan, that that you know week two here in NFL free agency that Shelby Harris and Derek Wolf are still available and out there? Yeah, I am on Harris. Uh, and, and not because I expected him to be back here, but you, you – you heard the combine. There were a lot of teams interested. Well, things change. Guys resign. Price gets too high. But you know, Shelby switched to Drew Rosenhaus, who has who's a deal maker. Me, he's got a lot of deals done for his clients over the last week. Um, I'd be interested to see what Shelby's thoughts are once he does find a new home. If I'm the Broncos, I'd circle back. I'd say, hey, here's an offer. You know, if you want to. It's not going to be available forever, but you know Derek Wolf. I, I and, and, and this is one. This is one of the things I did get right. And it doesn't happen often, Kyle. Uh, Once in a blue moon, but let's hear. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to take a victory lap like you know a lot of our colleagues would if they're right on something. But um, <laughs> I felt the longer that Derek Wolf wasn't signed by the Broncos, even though he deserved, wanted to return the less likely it would mean he is actually coming back. And as soon as the, as soon as the market opened, he hadn't resigned. I thought it was over. And I think Derek thought the same thing. You, you know, last week he made a lot of public comments about right. uh, his status and whatnot. So if I'm him, you know, a lot of these free agents out, they don't sign in the first week, week and a half. The smart move is just to wait till after the draft. And, you know, you know, circle teams, hey, they did not draft my position in the first five rounds. Maybe there's a chance there. So um, I'm sure Derek and Shelby are probably disappointed at this point, but, uh, you know, they just have to, you know, show some patience and eventually they'll find a home. Derek Wolf coming off a career high seven sacks last season. That was, of course, in an injury shortened season. He missed the last four games due to an elbow injury. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it is surprising to me. I think, especially with Shelby Harris, like you said, with some of the, the scuttlebutt, uh, around the combine on that. So, um, well, uh, real quick, Kyle, on, on Harris and Wolf one more time. A lot of it goes into what is Vic Fangio thinking of these guys? He wants to be able to second, when you go through a second cycle of off season additions for a head coach, 
It's about getting guys that fit him, but more importantly, fit what he wants to do on defense. And maybe they feel the combination of age or not lack of versatility or something like that, uh, you know, uh, made this the decision for them to not make an effort to retain Wolf and to not go to a certain price point on Shelby Harris. Well, like you said, maybe the wagons could circle back after the draft, especially maybe in the case of Harris. Uh, reuniting with the Broncos at this point it seems unlikely but stranger things have happened in NFL free agency and looking ahead here Ryan as you mentioned earlier in the show still some some holes left to address for the Broncos namely at the other outside cornerback uh, opposite of Bouye obviously they'll be relying on Bryce Callahan to be healthy this year to play on that inside slot position uh, coming back from that foot injury but they need another outside cornerback they need a center, like you said, unless they're planning on rolling with Patrick Morris or some sort of practice squad plan for that. And then, of course, as you mentioned, wide receiver, uh, number two wide out. They're looking for a compliment to Cortland Sutton, and uh, I imagine we'll be seeing some sort of addition by draft or free agency in that regard as well. Yeah, and, uh, and, you, know, the, you know, once we get to the second wave of free agency, which is basically starting today, Monday, uh, you know, teams are going to work the margins. Uh, you know, I'd still I'd still be exploring veteran corners that probably be on one or two year deals. Prince Bukamara is still out there. He's played for Vic Fangio. Um, you know, interior line depth. How do they feel about that group? But I think the most of their focus is going to be on the draft right now. They got uh, eleven picks, including five in the top three rounds. And you know, if 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 they go with those five picks in some kind of order, they go receiver, corner, center inside linebacker and then I take another receiver okay then you're probably you're getting somewhere you're, you're filling some needs so um, you know if they do sign guys over the next couple weeks you know it will be players like a couple players maybe fans haven't heard of uh, but that's the way it goes during this stage of free agency looking around the rest of the division uh, Chiefs not doing a lot obviously we talked about their need to prepare uh, for Patrick Mahomes' contract eventually, and you know they obviously just won the Super Bowl, so uh, not a whole lot of needs for them. But they did uh, franchise tag defensive tackle Chris Jones, also option picked up the option on running back Damian Williams, brought in cornerback Antonio Hamilton. We've mentioned what the Broncos have done. Raiders, they've been busy. Marcus Mariota brought him in. Jason Witten, linebacker Corey Littleton, wideout Nelson Aguilar, cornerback Eli Apple, uh, amongst others. And then the Chargers looking at them, re-signing Austin Eckler, Colorado kid, uh, and Chris Harris Jr. We mentioned him going over to the Chargers. And Brian Bulaga, offensive lineman. So Chargers have uh, been a little busy as well, but no one as busy as the Ra- Raiders, Ryan, now, how well all these signings and new additions work out remains to be seen out there in the new Las Vegas experiment. The Chiefs are in a position being the Super Bowl champs like the Broncos were a couple years ago. They have a lot of high-paid contributors. So basically, they want to try and focus on signing their own and, and, and banking cap space for Patrick Mahomes. The Raiders, I mean, they added Corey Littleton, Carl Nassib, Nick uh, Kwiatkowski, Jeff Heath, Malik Collins. They could all start on defense. Uh, they signed Jason Witten, 38-year-old tight end. Uh, they spent a lot of money, but, I mean, how much better did they really get? Right. Uh, you know, to be determined, but I really like what the Chargers have done on defense. I think Chris Harris still has good good, uh, you know, good years left in him. And Linval Joseph, who was cut by the Vikings, defensive tackle. So right now they have a secondary of Chris Harris, Casey Hayward, Derwin James, and Desmond King. 
pretty good matchups for Gus Bradley to use on that Charger defense. You know, you're going to be great in these teams and the Broncos here in the paper on Wednesday, so look forward to that. But it shows you what happens when a team has cap space and needs, like the Raiders and Broncos, compared to a team that has a championship roster and the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs are sitting this one out. And looking forward a little bit, Ryan, NFL draft coming up April 23rd through 25th. Obviously, coronavirus pandemic affecting, you know, how the live draft, just everything leading up to it. I mean, from what you've seen, you've been talking to a lot of players, coaches, scouts. How much do the the non-draft visits, the lack of pro days, I mean, how is that affecting everything as the Broncos and other teams are trying to evaluate guys leading up to next month's draft? Well, it does impact it, um, and not so much the assistant coaches who can base their opinions on the film and the video, but if let's say you really like a player who wasn't at the combine and you're not uh, sure of his medicals, you haven't interviewed him, um, are, are you probably going to go the safer route and, and draft a guy that you know more, have more information about in later rounds? That could be possible. And, you know, these 30 pre-draft visits, if they weren't important, nobody would be talking about them. But they are important because people, you know, because it has a benefit for the draft. And, you know, if you bring a guy in for 24 hours, you meet with your assistant coaches, you get him up on the whiteboard, see what he knows about offense, offense or defense. And it, it really does. It's just another piece of the puzzle. So now these teams are going to be drafting players with a couple pieces of that puzzle missing. So it'd be interesting to see do, do teams be more conservative and draft a guy that maybe has no injury history or no character, you know, no character flaws instead of maybe taking a chance on a guy that uh, they just don't know enough about. So it's interesting to see what happens going, uh, going forward over draft weekend. Again, folks, DenverPost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage of the team throughout free agency and the draft. About a month's time here uh, coming up. And be sure to head on Twitter at Ryan O'Halloran at Kyle Newman DP for continued coverage as well. Appreciate you listening. Ryan, thanks for uh, joining us in the studio as always. And folks, take it easy.